Good morning, hello, and welcome. Welcome to Village. If you're worshiping with us for the first time, we extend to you a very special welcome indeed. We are glad you're here. My name is Adrian Oaks, and my husband Ben and I have been attending Village for about five years now. And we certainly miss not being there in person, being able to meet and greet face-to-face but we are so grateful that we're able to praise and worship and learn in this virtual format. If you're watching during the live watch party, feel free to chat with each other in the chat box. And did you know you could also request prayer through the chat as well? But if you're watching outside of the watch party, you can email your prayer requests into us at info at villagebeaverton.com. That's info at villagebeaverton.com for your prayer requests. Again, we say thank you for joining us. Again, welcome to Village. Let's grab our Bibles and worship. Good morning, Village. My name is Rob Lee. I'm one of the church elders, and it's my privilege to share with you today some of the ways that, that we could be involved in what God is doing these days. As you know, there are many in our midst who are facing a lot of unexpected needs. One of the ways that Village is trying to meet these needs is through our Personal Connections webpage. That webpage was set up really for two primary reasons. First, it's a way for you to let us know how we can be of help to you, how we could be serving you. Secondly, it's an opportunity to volunteer, uh, whether that's through prayer, phone calls, or doing grocery or supply runs. So we wanted to say thank you to the many volunteers who've already done such a remarkable job of sharing love and hope and encourage our community to take advantage of the webpage. We know that these days have created a lot of great opportunities, um, but we also know it's a time of great uncertainty and for many, a lot of anxiety. And we wanted to let you know that we, we hear that, we acknowledge that. Uh, Village has a relational and mental health ministry that's actually comprised of professional counselors from right within our village community. And that ministry has set up weekly support groups. Uh, So we would encourage folks to to participate in those groups and to be a part of of caring for and sharing one another's burdens as uh, we are called to do. As you know, Village has been partnering with Meals on Wheels, and over the last few weeks, we've seen a tremendous increase in the number of clients requiring their help, um, well over 700 new families. And so uh, Village will be continuing to receive donations on Sundays from one to three. One of the things that we've seen uh, for, due to a number of factors, including the shelter in place, is the uh, uh, tremendous drop off in blood donations. And so there's two ways that you could be helping. First is you can make uh, an individual blood donation yourself and you can sign up through redcrossblood.org through their website. Secondly, Village would love to be putting together and holding blood drives at our facility, but we need a team of volunteers. Uh, We would encourage folks who uh, would want to hear and answer this call to send us an email at info at villagebeaverton.com. Would you uh, join me in prayer? Oh, Lord God, we thank you that you are God in heaven above and that you are Lord of all the earth. No matter what happens here on earth, even during this pandemic, you are to be praised. And Lord, we give you our praise and our thanks. But also, Lord, we bring our requests before you because we know that you can make a difference. 
and that you're listening to your children as we pray. And so, Lord, this morning we want to lift up uh, workers <clears throat> who are critical for things getting done, for teachers who continue to teach over the internet, for store employees who continue to um, stock shelves and uh, provide the goods and services that we need, for delivery workers who are so important uh, during this time of being able to deliver packages and things that we order online, for postal service workers for the same thing. Oh Lord, we uh, pray for them. Uh, and for healthcare workers especially, Lord, we think of um, the risks that they are taking as they care for so many people, and we pray for your protection and blessing on them. And for parents who are doubling as teachers now, in addition to everything else uh, that they are doing, Lord, we, we pray for strength, and we pray for health and for safety for each one of these uh, areas of people. Uh, we want to thank you for their dedication and willingness to serve, and pray that you would continue to watch over and guard them. We also think of people who've not been able to take advantage of the stimulus assistance, and Lord, uh, would you meet their needs? If it's for food, if it's for meeting rent, whatever it is, Lord, we ask that uh, you would meet their needs as we know that uh, only you can do. And then, Lord, we uh, think of uh, other people around the world who are also suffering. We think of the refugees in Lebanon who um, are locked into their camps. Lord, we pray for their health, that uh, the COVID virus would not get into the camps and uh, that people would remain healthy and that you protect them uh, so that they can hear about uh, your love for them. We also think of the millions of people in India who've been stranded and are trying to get home on foot. And uh, for the potential for starvation, uh, Lord, we just pray for protection for them, that you would watch over them and that they might uh, return uh, safely to their homes. We also think of the uh, people in North Korea. Uh, we don't know much about what's going on there, but Lord, we want to keep them in our prayers and uh, know that <clears throat> things are, are most likely difficult for them as well. And so, Lord, would you uh, watch over them as well, uh, that they might uh, someday be able to hear uh, the good news of your salvation. And we thank you so much for Villagers' generosity to the Grace Fund and the Disaster Relief Fund. Lord, thank you for motivating and encouraging people to participate in that. And uh, we thank you that uh, because of that, uh, Village will be able to make a difference uh, in, in various places in the world because of the generosity of your people. So, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for these things. Uh, we ask for your blessing and help. And, uh, Lord, would you uh, watch over us uh, each day. Uh, may we continue to serve you and uh, be your faithful servants. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Village, and welcome to all of those uh, who are tuning in uh, from afar. We're glad that you found us. Uh, we're excited about uh, today and the video service. We've got a real treat. Uh, we have one of our own who's going to be uh, bringing the message. Uh, Jen Spicklemeyer finished her MDiv last year, uh, and since December has known that she and her family were transitioning to Minnesota, uh, where Grant has a job, and so Matthew and Katie and the family are actually there now. Uh, and because of current circumstances, uh, this will be her last Sunday. So. We were already planning to have her preach uh, in the services at Village before she left. We get to do that via video now, and so it's uh, fitting that she gets to preach on a psalm that she's been reflecting on for over a year. Uh, I know you're going to love it, so we look forward to hearing from Jen. Uh, Jen, we're going to miss you. Um, but before Jen comes up, uh, Samir is going to read the scripture, and he's going to be reading it from the Arabic Bible. 
Psalm 121 in Arabic. Hey Village, it's good to be with you today. I've been so glad to focus on the Psalms these past couple of weeks as our world has been turned upside down This past month of honoring Governors Brown's Stay Home, Save Lives order has been very challenging. It has brought changes to how we interact with each other, changes to how we manage our homes, how we go to work, our financial situations, and uh, it even has impacted how we gather to worship together. So thanks so much for being with us this day today uh, in our virtual worship service. I just want to acknowledge that this season has been really hard. Many of us are spending way more time with our family than we had ever anticipated. Many of us are not seeing people, and so there's that sense of loneliness as you want to interact and be with people. And many people have just had their lives turned upside down with sickness, with death, with things that we can't anticipate. And honestly, it seems like every day there is something new to deal with. So I just wanna acknowledge that, that this has been a hard season. And for that reason, I'm so grateful for the Psalms. The Psalms serve as a guide for how do we have all of these feelings and these emotions and still recognize that God has got it and God is in control. So last week, Pastor Ken walked us through Psalm 142, where we heard about David being all alone in a cave, waiting to see if King Saul would find him and kill him. And in that psalm, we were reminded that God is our refuge, a mighty fortress, and that is so incredible. This week, we're going to focus on Psalm 121, which Samir so graciously read for us in Arabic. And today, we're going to talk about how God is our creator, our keeper, and our ultimate help. So let's get started. As a little background, Psalm 121 comes from a grouping of psalms called the Psalms of Ascent. It's verses uh, chapters 120 to 134, and it's believed that these psalms were the songs that were sung as the children of Israel gathered in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was up on this big hill, and everyone went up to Jerusalem a couple of times a year for feasts and for visiting the temple and for Passover. So just imagine the excitement as all of these people from all over Israel are coming up to Jerusalem, singing songs, walking together. I can imagine that these journeys would be the highlight of the year for many families. You probably knew at this point you would run into friends who you haven't seen since the last time you went to Jerusalem. Maybe you'd wait to sing a certain song till you got to a specific spot. So I'd like to think that this song that starts with, I lift my eyes to the hills, is maybe what song that would be sung 
when people got to see a great view of Jerusalem. So here it is, verse one. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? So this question, this beginning of the psalm is quite valid. Folks were traveling. They didn't know what they were gonna, uh, gonna encounter along in the journey. The path could be overgrown. There could be boulders in the middle of the path. There could be robbers along the way. And folks looked up to Jerusalem as that ultimate goal, that place of worship, but also for a place of safety or power. So this week, have you looked up to the mountain and wondered where your help comes from? You know, living here in Oregon, we look to lots of mountains. We see Mount Hood, we see Mount Tabor, we see Sisters, we even see Cooper Mountain in the Beaverton area. But this week, I wonder if maybe your mountain was looking up the stairs or looking longingly outside. Could you escape just a little bit? Could you get out from under the feet of the rest of your family? Where in heaven's name could you get help in the midst of these circumstances? And you know what? Some of these things would appear to give you hope. The solid mountain, the upstairs where nobody could find you. But you know what? You cannot find your ultimate hope and strength in that. Verse two has the answer. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Did you catch that? Help comes from the one who made heaven and earth. The creator of heaven, the creator who put the sun and the moon in the sky, the creator who made everything, including us. He is the one who sends help. He is the one who is our help. So just sit with that for a second. The creator of the universe is your help. I can imagine on the journey towards Jerusalem, someone would launch into singing, where does my help come from? And all of the children would say, from the Lord. Just like lots of our kids here at Village Kids always answer, Jesus, Jesus is always the answer. The children on the journey would have known, of course, our help comes from the creator. And then it goes on in verse three. Let me read the rest of this passage to us. He, the Lord, will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The most prominent word in this psalm is keep or keeper. In fact, as you see, it appears six times in just a few short eight verses of this psalm. And with that much repetition, we really should pay attention to what this word means. In Hebrew, at shamar, which is the ultimate word for assurance. It means to hedge about, thinking about thorns, hedging about, trying to choke out something, but how it just presses in. It also means to guard, to protect, to attend to. This word keep is used in the English Standard Version translation or ESV, but other translations use guard, 
watching over, presence, or even guardian God. So how is the Lord our keeper or our guard? Well, in medieval times, castles would be built with a safe sort of area, the keep. It would be considered the strongest and securest part of the castle. In these pictures, you can see the keep as the highest point, the most defendable. And according to Wikipedia, the keep was used as a last refuge of last resort should the rest of the castle fall into adversity. So I can only assume that the most trusted and well-trained guards would be placed there as the keepers. So in thinking about the Lord as our keeper, he protects the most valuable and the most precious. Us, his creation, his children. He is always there hedging about us keeping track of us, watching over us. But unlike the guards in the castle who need to take shifts, the Lord is on watch 24-7. He doesn't need to sleep. He doesn't need to eat. He's always on guard. He is that shade or that shield at our right hand. He's got our backs. And this doesn't mean that there won't be hard times because there will be, because we live in a fallen world but it means that he is with us always. I love this quote from scholar Andrew Knowles. The care which God gives to his people is for every individual at all times. God never sleeps. His attention never wavers. There's no circumstance which is beyond his control. The Lord himself guarantees safety in every enterprise for the whole of life. And the cover starts now. So the Lord is our keeper, but he's also the ultimate helper. As Jesus was ending his time on earth, he talked with disciples about what to expect and what would happen after his death and resurrection. And while they weren't quite ready to hear that, he talked to them about the helper. So look at this in John 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. And then in verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The helper is the most mysterious part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is also the most personal part The disciples could never imagine life without the physical Jesus or the power that he brought to their lives. But the Spirit brought the power of God to them in a way they could not have ever dreamed of. The Spirit gave them confidence, power, and assurance. And God was active and present in their lives and helped them understand the purposes that he had placed in front of them. So the psalmist would have known about the Holy Spirit in a more theoretical sort of sense, because in the Old Testament, the Spirit rested only on certain people, maybe priests, maybe judges, maybe prophets, not everyone who believed in the Lord. But after Jesus ascended and the time of Pentecost came, the Spirit of God came down and was poured out on everyone who believed. I'm so thankful to be on this side of that, 
I can't imagine living the life in the Old Testament, not having the assurance or the feeling that God is with us. Theoretically, maybe. But with us in the same way the Holy Spirit is with us, it's amazing. So I didn't understand much about the Holy Spirit when I was young. It is that kind of mysterious part of uh, the Holy Trinity that is not talked about very much, particularly in Western cultures. My Midwest church shied away from all that mysterious sort of things. So it wasn't until I was doing a Bible study on the fruit of the Spirit when my kids were little and I was a very new stay-at-home mom that I really was able to understand what the Holy Spirit was all about. This study was on the fruit of the Spirit, and it was wonderful. The teacher talked about how once you believe in Jesus and you turn your life over to the Lord, the Holy Spirit moves in with a whole suitcase full of gifts. And these are love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Things that we need in order to live our lives according to who God has called us to be. And you know, I learned that not only did the Holy Spirit bring all these gifts into my life, but I could ask for help. The Spirit was able to give me reassurances about who God was in the midst of hard times. We had three miscarriages before our first child was born. And if I didn't have that understanding that God was my keeper and God was with me in that, it would have been devastating. The Holy Spirit was also able to change my attitude, change my mood, change my day. As this new stay-at-home mom, I could not handle these children. I was used to working with adults. I could talk to adults all day long, and then I could handle my kids in the evening. But this everydayness of what I was experiencing was really challenging, and some days I needed an attitude check, and I could ask the Holy Spirit to help me. Now, he wouldn't change my circumstances. Sometimes he would. Sometimes that would happen. But more often than not, I could take a deep breath and say, Lord, I need help. Spirit, help me. Help me be loving to my kids. And I could find, I did find that that helped. I've also learned to trust the Holy Spirit, that still small voice that's inside that maybe nudges you from time to time. When my kids were little, we talked about how um, when presented with a situation, there are sometimes two options. You could listen to maybe this side that was loving and kind and maybe the right thing to do, or this side was maybe the selfish option or a way that would hurt other people. So we talked about who do you listen to? And I think that side that is loving and kind is the Holy Spirit's way of saying, hey, be like Jesus to those people around you. I know there have been moments where the Holy Spirit has prompted me. You know, you get that feeling like you're in a conversation with someone and you know you're supposed to talk about who Jesus is or you know that you need to encourage them in an extraordinary sort of way and you do it. And you get that feeling and you see the look on their face that it was exactly what they needed. I also know that I've been prompted by the Holy Spirit to say something, and I have chosen not to. And more often than not, that person makes a different choice. And I regret not being able to speak into them the way the Spirit wanted me to. So the Spirit is our helper. 
It can help us change our day, but the Spirit also helps guide us and helps put God's purposes and priorities forward in front of us and invites us to be part of that. So while the psalmist would not have known the full extent of the Holy Spirit as the helper, this psalm does its job in reminding us that the Lord is our helper. This help comes from the creator who made the mountains, the keeper of God's people, and the ultimate helper of the Holy Spirit. So in the midst of COVID-19, I wanted to give you some really practical ways to think about these three ways that God is um, our strength, our hope. So as we think about God as our creator, we just celebrated Earth Day this past week. So look for God and the Lord in the beauty of creation. Look at the sunrise. Look at the sunset. If you can't see one of those things, look up at the sky and see how maybe the trees around you interact with the sky and with the clouds. Look at the clouds. See how beautiful they are. Bring plants or flowers into your home. Bring that little bit of creation into where you are spending lots of time these days. Earlier this month, I uh, started buying flowers at the grocery store when I went to pick up uh, what we needed. And really, if I remember to water them and trim the stems every once in a while, they last for a long time. And they just add beauty and joy to my day. Also, spend time out in creation. We've heard everyone say, get outside, take a walk, get fresh air, and all of those experts are right. That is helpful. But as a believer of the Lord, knowing that your help comes from the Creator, acknowledge the Creator when you go outside. Look for ways that He has blessed you by seeing, I don't know, the tulips coming up, seeing buds out on the trees, even going out in the rain, because you know that that is one of those cycles that brings beauty to the world around you. So in thinking about the Lord as our keeper, here are a couple things to think about. Memorizing scripture is so helpful in keeping your mind focused on God. Think about passages that um, are easy to remember. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even the beginning of this passage, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the creator of heaven and earth. Saying some of those things over and over again are so helpful in keeping you focused and helping you remember that God is your keeper. Another way to help remember that the Lord is our keeper is to give thanks. Think about yourself as that precious thing in the keep. And the keeper, the ultimate keeper, is hovering around you. Be thankful. Tell others that you feel safe, you feel protected amidst the whirlwind of what's going on in the world around us. And rest, rest in the fact that the Lord does not need to take a nap. The Lord is constantly with us, watching over us. He is always on guard for his people. And then as you think about the Lord as your helper, remember, ask the Holy Spirit for help. The Spirit will help you. Again, circumstances may not change, but the Spirit will remind you what God is trying to do in the world. The Holy Spirit will help you 
feel the presence of God in a way that you wouldn't experience without that. Pay attention to the Spirit's promptings. Who are you supposed to connect with? Are you supposed to say something kind to your neighbor and encouraging, or are you going to complain to them about what's going on? Be people who point out and tell others about the help that the Lord gives. The people of Israel were given the task to share the good news. The disciples were told to share the good news of Jesus' resurrection. And that is what our job is to do too. Tell people that the Lord is your helper. The Lord is the creator of the world. The Lord is the keeper of his people. One song I've been listening to this last week uh, has just put a new spin on Psalm 121, and this is the chorus, and I've been singing it all week long. Guardian of my life, defender through the night, the maker of everything is watching over me. So take that as you go into this week. The Lord is our creator, our keeper, and our helper. So let me pray as we end our time here together. Lord, it has been a hard month to be at home and many of us are weary. Thank you for giving us hope through our relationship with you that we know that you work all things out for your purposes. Help us rest in the knowledge that you, the creator of the world, have our backs. You are always watching over us as our keeper and that the Holy Spirit is here to help us in every circumstance. Thanks again for worshiping with us today. It has been a privilege to serve alongside of you these past six years, and I know that the Lord will continue to guide each and every one of you and the community of Village in the years to come. So lean into the Spirit and be the church by sharing the love and hope with all that you come in contact with. So today I want to leave you with Ephesians 3, 21, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 from the version of the Bible that's the message. This is a paraphrase. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So glory to God in the church, glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus, glory down to all generations, glory through all millennia. Oh yes. So go in his love and his peace.